Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, across the nation or around the world. Once again, you're listening to the VMR Community Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 310. My name is Eric Nielsen, and today with me, my co-host, James Wormkessel. James, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing real well. Fighting off the polls, but uh, other than that, I'm so excited about the V-Sphere 6 launch. It is just exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. I have had a lot of people... Um, Sign up for the launches across the globe. It's been uh, quite impressive. And today we're gonna we're gonna continue that that excitement and fervor with uh, Martin Yip. Uh, Martin's on the call for vSphere Six. Martin, are you there? I am. Hey, Martin, Hi, welcome back. Yeah. Thank you. I think we we had you on the show not too long ago to talk a little bit about the beta program, if I remember yeah, so, right. Yeah, yeah. That that was uh, that was during the summer. I think it was in the June or July timeframe. Uh, That's that right. Biggest beta in VMware's history, also. Um, so very excited to follow that up with the biggest launch in uh, VMware's history. Right, right, excellent. We also have a couple bloggers on. We've been promoting a lot of vSphere 6 blogs this week um, on blogs.vmware.com/vmtn. There's a list of all the great blogs that are out there that community V experts have done, and so we've been promoting those blogs as well. So we have uh, two guys on the uh, on the call today who are bloggers. Um, we have Edward Helecki, uh, um, Edward, I'm probably massacring your name too, um, and then we also have Florence, and uh, he's from Europe, and I'll massacre his name, Florentasti, um, or Florine Tasti, um, but we have both of them on the call as well, so we'll, we'll get to Martin, talk about the vSphere 6 launch, uh, then we'll get to the bloggers and talk about some of the blogs that are out there and how you can find them and how you can be a part of that. Um, so we'll get going, but first we'll just talk a little bit about the news, um, and then we'll get right into Martin. Um, so thanks for everybody joining, and hopefully we'll have a good show today. So first thing, the news. The news. James, how many people do we have signed up for the launches around the, around the globe? We had, we had over 50,000 people sign up for those launches. Um, it was right. the biggest launch we've ever had. Right. I think that's like five times more people than we've ever had come to a launch before, right? So, uh, you know, vSphere 6 is pretty pretty much a big launch. That might be because we've had a public beta out for such a long time that, um, you know, people have had a lot, of, a lot of chance to be a part of the vSphere 6 stuff, so they wanted to see how we're positioning and be a part of that launch. I'm not sure what that is, but that's literally, I think the biggest launch we've ever had from a standpoint of people coming in was maybe like 8,000, right? And now we're at 50,000 registrants, and we've already been running the launches, right? And we're doing launches local in all the different geos. So in the past, we only had one launch, and it was in the U.S. So if you had wanted to be part of the launch, you had to dial in the U.S. time uh, to be part of that. And uh, now we're actually running them in the different time zones, and um, the launch is actually pre-recorded 
Pat Gelsinger part. We have a bunch of other live stuff uh, from live Twitter on the sites to live people engaged to new content showing up on the launch site uh, for each uh, day of the launches. So uh, a lot of live stuff that's happening. And then the video of Pat was actually pre-recorded, but I think that he makes the recordings fairly generic. And then the CTO is actually always, the CTO coverage was also always pre-recorded, right? So um, our CTO does a nice um, review of some of the major cloud features that they're announcing. So uh, that was also pre-recorded. Even at the live launch event in San Francisco, that was pre-recorded. But uh, interesting that we're doing it ge uh, geographically. And we've translated the launch sites. Um, so in APJ, when we're launching uh, in Japan, Korea, China, uh, we've got translated sites for the launch site. So Big deal for launch this year, right? Have you been part of it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I've been. I've had the, had my arms hit, hit deep on these launches, and it's been an exciting process, but really well received. And and it's just amazing to see all the people coming. Uh, I know you you briefly touched on it, but you know I wanted to call out 28 days of content. You know we're going to be rolling out content every day for every day in the month of February around these launches. So there's a lot of stuff to see, and then to come back and see more. Right. Right, and then uh, and then we got to take a moment and just talk about um, the number of uh, blogs we've got from the communities uh, that we've published on. Uh, we're publishing them on, on, on the launch site, so we have links from the launch launch site to Chris Wall's blogs to a couple other uh, key V expert blogs, as well as uh, on uh, blogs.vmware.com/vmtn. We have a list of over 105 different blogs that are out there. Um, they were we've been publishing, so we we're giving kind of the the community you know a chance to also. Uh, be a part of this launch and actually driving traffic to those community members, right? So a big effort there too. You've been part of that as well. Uh, yeah, I, every every aspect of it has been exciting, and and as I said, there's just so much excitement. Uh, I've been watching the the Planet V12 feed, V12 N feed, and and there's so many new articles coming that they almost scroll by too fast, and we we're gonna look at doing something about that here pretty soon as well. So it's just been. Every every aspect of it has been exciting, and, and people are really receiving it well. I think there was a tremendous amount of pent up demand for the uh, for the launch, and, and now that it's here, like people are just going crazy. Yeah, I, I would say that there's, there's even um, I'm, I'm wondering if everybody can consume all the content, which is why why we're doing the 28 day you know effort because there's just so much to talk about between uh vSphere, vSAN, vCloud Air uh and and VIOS, right, which is VMware integrated uh, OpenStack, right? Uh there's just a lot just a ton of content that to to consume. So, um I think 28 days is a minimum just to be able to start to consume all this, right? Then we have PEX also going on. So a lot of our partners are in San Francisco right now, which are also, we did the, you know, Pat and them did a kind of a what's what's good for the partners about vSphere 6 and all the stuff that's coming on. So uh, that's been a lot of excitement as well. So just, just an immense amount of news. In fact, if you watch the social feeds and the Twitter feeds, it seems like we're getting as much volume as we do in September for VMworld, right? It's just... It's just that much volume happening. It is amazing how many people are excited about this, and and, and yeah. just I, I I I just can't get over the fact that so many people have signed up, so many people are watching the video, and, and you know we're just excited to put out that new content every day. Right. Uh, I, I've been part of those release 
uh, plans, right. and yeah. people are just ready to go. Right. Yeah, so thanks out to everybody. I could I'd have to do a call out to like a hundred different people um to, to to let people know thanks for being a part of it. The other thing I'll mention before we get into Martin now um is we are doing a uh a, a tweet chat tomorrow on vSphere six as well. So eleven to twelve on Thursday. Uh it's 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 at a URL called crowdchat.com slash um I think it's uh vSphere 6. So I'll get that URL by the end of the show. I'll make sure I get that URL out. So not only are we doing the podcast, um, once a week we're actually uh, doing a tweet chat where everybody can tweet about uh, their blogs and what they've got out there and the interesting stuff they're discovering. So uh, hoping to um, get that URL out to everybody as well. So we're, we'll do Wednesday podcast. And then for the rest of this month, we're doing podcasts on each one of the subjects. So uh, this week it's vSphere. Next week it's vSAN. Third week it's uh, uh, vIOS. And then fourth week it's vCloud Air. Um, and all of this ties together. As you guys have seen the announcements, it's all integrated. It's got a lot of connections between the two, all four products. And so it uh, should be good to kind of drill down to each one a little bit. So with that, um, we, we unfortunately didn't get Mike Laverick on the show today. He's on vacation. And I've got to say, what a week for Mike to be on vacation, right? I think he's just smart enough to go, you know, I'm going to just take this week off, right? So James, thanks oh, for being I, I'm on. Sure he, I'm sure he'd want to be here for this. I, I, I think he probably just, you know, two ships in the night uh, didn't, didn't add up correctly. I, I know that Laverick would, would love to have been here for this. There's so much excitement going on right now. Yeah, I don't know how he managed to schedule get schedule a vacation this week, but but he did. But he will be with us uh, for the rest of the podcast on the rest of the month. So James, thanks for being here. So I'll switch gears here, even though I am going fast. Uh, we have a lot of a couple different guests. So first, we'll we'll we'll, we'll spend some time with Martin. Martin, thanks for coming back. Um, Not a problem. So, so have you been uh, been looking forward to getting this thing launched and you know taking a vacation yourself? Yeah, I mean it's. We have been working really, really hard to yeah, just get this launch out the door, and you know, it's. I, 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 I think the product speaks for itself. It's, um, it's definitely the biggest uh, release we've ever had with over 650 features. Um, we actually extended the launch, the the. We actually extended the development cycle by over six months just to ensure that it's uh, well tested and it's robust and secure and it's it's full of goodness. So yeah, very excited about getting it out the door finally. Yeah, so so I think it was Ragu or somebody said 600 feet, 600. I think it was Pat said 650 features. Um, yep. You know, and I, I've seen a lot of the I've seen a lot of the the top high level. You know, here's you know, I think we talked about some of the big things that are coming when we were talking about beta. Is there a where do you go get and figure out what are the 650 features I should care about? Does anybody actually document what are all the changes between five or five uh, five and six? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of it documented. Um, there's a what's new in vSphere 6 white paper. I, I don't I don't believe it has all 650 features in there, but uh, a lot of the features um, that were excluded from the executive's uh, presentations and stuff are included in that document. So please go to uh, vmware.com/product/vSphere and look for for that white paper. Um, it it goes a lot more in depth into the features. Um, internally, we do document all the features that we keep track of them internally, of course. 
Nice. Okay. Yeah. So there is, you got a white paper uh, on VMware.com in the product section for vSphere that talks about differences that are, the products come out. So that's the first place to go spend some time because if it's 650 features, you know, we could spend, you know, a day and a half just talking about all the different features. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that have changed. And I think some of the bloggers are actually now taking that, and that's what a lot of those blog articles are because they've been part of the beta program. They were able to, you know, spend some time taking apart what features they think are interesting, right? So some of our bloggers on the show have actually, you know, spent time on interesting features of it and, you know, started to write articles on the more interesting things. So uh, getting back to like, so uh, Martin, what, what features do you think are going to be the hot ones in vSphere 6? Yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a few. I mean, just to list off a couple, I mean, just the increases in scale is incredible, right? So just across the board, we have pretty much doubled, tripled, or quadrupled our scale and configuration maximums. Um, that basically, what this increase allows you to do is run uh, applications, um, really big applications like SCP HANA, and also scaled out applications like Hadoop workloads. Um, you, you can run them, run them with confidence, know that they'll perform better in this vSphere 6 environment. Um, I mean, we, we also targeted specific use cases like uh, virtual desktops with where we're partnering with NVIDIA this time around to basically offer what's called NVIDIA Grid vGPU. Um, it basically enables you to have superior 2D and 3D graphics for your virtual environments. Um, I mean, really, with this feature on, it, it, it's, it's like night and day. It's kind of like, Having, um, if you ever gone to a graphic intensive application, it kind of just crawls. I mean, with right. with 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 this vGPU feature, it just kind of like it's it's very responsive, it's very snappy, right? Um, definitely in in the area of availability, we're extending uh, what you're able to do with vMotion. Um, that that's a feature that's well loved, and now we're basically making it. Um, we're basically extending the, the, the use of it, right? Where so it's it's now uh, you, you you can do live migrations across more boundaries, uh, across virtual switches, across um, vCenter servers, and and also now you you can do a vMotion over long distances of 100 milliseconds. Um, just to put that in perspective, you can now go from um, San Francisco to New York, or even New York to London with vMotion. So incredible uh, capabilities there. Now, how do, I just got to ask, how do they do that? Like, is it because you have, you know, shared storage and you have now vSAN uh, integrated in that allows you to, you know, be able to do these fast no, um, so, so, so actually there is no shared storage in, in this vMotion. So it, um, it, it's basically a combination of a re-architecture behind the scenes as well as um, having really good networking equipment input in place. Okay, right. So just... Just, just pure speed. You're moving the, the the VM across that across across the wire, and you have to have the speed to be able to get get that data across. But if you get it right. across, yeah, it we allow it to happen, right? Yep. Can, um, I, can I ask a question about that? Sure. sure. So you're saying there's no shared storage? Well, not shared storage. There's no replicated storage requirement. Because if I'm going to be uh, a 10 terabyte VM or 10 terabytes of disk. I better have something on the other side that's going to pick it up. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. What, so what, what's the question again? Every long-distance vMotion that's been demoed at VMworld has had a need for replication, on, replicated storage on the other side in some fashion. 
because all vMotion does is transfer the memory and, and current instruction set. But yeah, my guess something that will run on the other side. So you need something right. hardware-wise or software-wise that's already done that replication. Yeah. That has not changed. You made it sound like it did. The question. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good question. I, I, I personally think that you have to have, you know, the storage, you know, there because it just doesn't make math sense that if you've got a giant VM. Um, so I'm not exactly sure. And uh, Martin, I don't know if you know the details and the the tech here on, you know, like what's what is what does it mean to do long distance V motion, right? Have we never been able to do long distance V motion? Is there a network component to it now that actually right. asks so, for that? So basically, what it means to do long distance motion, it, it, it's it's not that you weren't able to do it before. It's basically we weren't supporting it before, right? So um, we we can confidently say now that you can be motion a workload uh, with up to 100 milliseconds of round trip time latency. Um, and I'm 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 not sure what's what's going on behind the scenes, but yeah. it's basically um, it, it's basically now we're able to support this 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 claim. And you know if we're 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 able to confidently say yes, this is possible. Right, and I, I think there's also automatic replication and, and uh, site recovery manager that that can you know keep keep your VM synced across long distances. And then while you're really guaranteeing now is 100 millisecond uh, switchover from a VM from one location to another location, regardless of the the distance, as long as your network latency is with, within that window, right? So that would make sense, right? Um, and I, be, I think that's what we're saying now is that we're, we're, we're backing that up, which is nice. Uh, I like that. Um, people have been on the chat, noticed that um, they think the web client is indeed a lot better. Can, yeah, can we talk so. about that? That's the first time I've ever had community members actually <laughs> tell me that the web client is a lot better. Yeah, I mean, we, we actually spent a lot of time on the web client making sure that, um, you know, this has been kind of an area of, um, of, 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 of issue in, in the past, so to speak. Um, there's been, you know, close to 100 usability enhancements in the Beastro web client. We, the, the, the one, one of the main focus areas was the web client, and we, we basically wanted to make it not only more responsive, but just more streamlined and easier to use, um, putting a lot of... Um, Things like the most recently used task list and stuff in in logical places, as opposed to kind of redesigning the the user experience. Um, so I mean, we kept a list. It was close to 100 usability areas that we 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 saw the responsiveness was increased. So basically, the performance was was increased across those areas, um, and in some places up to like a 5x boost in uh, in terms of responsiveness. So it's, it's very uh, you you should see a huge difference in terms of uh, just the, the zippiness of of the web experience now, the, the web client experience now. Right. Uh, Eric? Eric? Yes. Eric? Yeah, this is yes. Laurent. I just, want to, I just want to quickly maybe add something to uh, whomever uh, raised the fact that, yeah, in case of emotion, you do need access to a shared storage. I do, I do want to, you know, reinforce the fact that, yes, uh, you still do need a shared storage somehow. But however, it would require the the, dip in the the requirement of the organization or how the architecture is set up. But indeed, to the point of your the person that spoke before, indeed the VMX is transferred from one host memory to another one. So that that aspect of the VMotion was not supported before. 
However, yes, to his point, you still need to have you still need to have access to the VMDK that either on a shared storage or on a replicated VMDK at the destination when you're performing the vMotion and then cut the replication, which in this case is more or less called uh, fault tolerance. Okay, right, that makes sense. Yeah, that's 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 kind of what I thought. Right, so so. Um, Good, good question. Good response. Uh, that was Edward that uh, actually asked that question and brought that up. And so, and Martin, thanks, thanks for being on the answer there. Uh, yep. Florin, thanks. Is it Florin? Can I get your your name right here for what for at least one time? Yeah, I can't blame you, Florin. Flora, Flora. Great. Yeah, <laughs> I can't blame right, you for that. Yeah, Flora. Okay, great. Um, so yeah, so I think that's 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 good. Um, good answers on the web client. Good answers on vMotion. Uh, Martin, other things that people are talking about. I mean, we we mentioned integration between VM uh, vSphere and NSX. Um, is there really integration there? Is that something worth talking about? Um, we also got vCloud Air integration. Um, what are some of the other things you you wanna you wanna talk about while we have ten more minutes here? Sure. Um, I mean, certainly, um, and, and certainly, uh, there's there's the hot area um, in in the availability area uh, with the multiprocessor fault tolerance now. Um, so basically, this is a feature where the, before we had fault tolerance and we supported only uh, one vCPU. Now we support uh, larger workloads up to four vCPUs. And basically, um, through internal uh, data gathering, we we found that um, the four vCPU limit basically encompassed 93% of virtual applications. So so now you can essentially um, use utilize fault tolerance for up to 93% of, of virtualized applications, which is which is huge. It, it definitely extends the number of uh, use cases that you can use fault tolerance for now. So I, you know, because I'm a, I'm a novice on this, maybe somebody on the call uh, can can drill down on that a little bit. So vCPUs are vCPUs in different vSphere uh, in, or ESX instances, or is this all just on a single ESX that we ESX instance that we have fault tolerance? I would assume you'd have to be across multiple ESX boxes to make that work. Correct. Yes. Yes. So the fault tolerance works across uh, different hosts. Um, so you can think about it as there's there's a work, there, there's a virtual machine running on one box, and then it's running in lockstep on a separate uh, host. Um, and if that first instance goes down for any reason, uh, the second host will instantly step in and take over. Okay, right. So, so now you can do. So, so all right. I have two SX machines. I got my vCPUs, and what, explain the four again. So we went from one to four. What does that mean? So basically, before, if you had an application or, or a virtual machine that utilized more than one virtual CPU, you you basically couldn't use fault tolerance for it. Okay, before. got it, got it, right, right. So, so now that so we increase the limit up to four virtual CPUs, oh, four. that just kind of opens up the the number of applications right. and the the size sure. of the virtual machine. That, That's that pretty impressive. Yeah. Right. So if you got a four, you got four three CPUs dedicated to your app. Now you can you can uh, make that high availability, and uh, you we're syncing across uh, the when we'll we'll switch in some really small time frame to those other four CPUs. So nice, pretty pretty impressive. Yep. But uh, SMPFT is going to be is a very difficult problem to solve, and I'm glad you guys have. They've solved it in the past by doing, but it was not performant. But from other parties. You guys did something to make it much more 
uh, have better performance, which is great. But what's the performance hit for? Is it going to be dependent upon the type of application, how well it does its threading, what type of locking's involved, and things like that? Yeah, I mean, levels? I mean, always. Yeah, I mean, obviously, with a bigger virtual machine, it's going to be more resource intensive to to run fault tolerance. But that's kind of the that 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 that's always the problem when you are duplicating a process, right? Um, so it, as as you scale from one virtual CPU to four virtual CPU, um, you will require there there will be a, a bigger requirement in terms of um, of resources and storage in in CPU and stuff to to have that second copy running. All right. I mean, in the in a single speed CPU, you're looking at uh, uh, non-deterministic events such as memory access to an I/O, any type of I/O access to sync everything. But when you do with more th more than one um, CPU, you just can't do that anymore because it's not predictable across multiple these CPUs. Can you tell us a little bit about how you guys are actually doing the keeping the locks in sync and everything? So we, we have this technology called fast checkpointing technology. I, I think what it's doing is it's constantly just checking the, the virtual machine to see if it's okay. And if it's not okay, okay then it'll basically um, basically start up that, or it, it won't start up, but it'll switch over to that secondary uh, virtual machine if, if, if it finds anything's wrong with the first virtual machine. No, that's not what I asked. I mean, that's how it does its failover. I was talking about how it keeps the two VMs in sync. Um, I am not. I'm, I'm not sure on on the details of that actually. Um, okay. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I could I could see where the, the they've had that. They probably you know do put a lot of code into making it deal with the all all four at once, right? But the the, the code to do syncing across network two VMs running in sync must have been there because they've been doing that for a long time, right? Um, okay. Other things uh, or other questions before we, before we move on. Um, are there there's and is there is there integration to vCloud uh, vCloud Air right? We, can we can can we move VMs back and back and forth to vCloud Air easier now? I know we announced um, VM purchase in vCloud Air with your credit card right. So we're doing single purchases. Mm -hmm. uh, did we do some integration there? I remember you mentioning it in beta that some of that was starting to happen. That, yeah. Did that so, happen? No. So you still can't move. So you still can't vMotion workloads back and forth between um, your private cloud and and the cloud air. But what you can do is you can do disaster recovery to the cloud, or uh, I think it's called vCloud Air disaster recovery. Basically, it's a service very, where you're using vTor replication to fail over and fail back uh, workloads. Uh, well, actually, data. And, and and VMs to and from the vCloud Air. So um, so we're starting to make that extension from the private cloud to to the public cloud with replication. All right. So this is the step one in making that happen, right? Because yep. I think that to me, when you talk about one cloud and one any app on one cloud, it's right. it's how do I actually just extend my network network, you know, and my my VM capacity out into uh, VM uh, VMware's uh, data center, right? So that I don't have to build up myself. So I think that's. I assume that at some point we'll get to that in the future. Yeah, I mean that is that's that's sort of the ultimate goal is to have this seamless um, uh, 
federation of ability to to move a workload from your on premise to to your to your public cloud. Um, that, definitely, that is the long term goal there. All right, good, good. So um, bugs enhancements. You took six months to clean things up. Um, what's the feedback from the street? Have have we been getting good feedback on on quality and reliability? And is this thing running production in places already? Since we took um, a long beta. Yeah. So I mean, it is running. We have been uh, dog fooding our own dog fooding, so to speak, our our own product in, in internally for a while. Uh, there are customers in the beta that are running. You know, obviously. Um, Near GA code, um, and so so far the the feedback's been great. Um, people really, you know, like the like that we spent the extra six months to to make it a, a higher quality product. Um, definitely gotten good feedback about the responsiveness of the web client so far. Uh, I, actually, I just read a, a press article this morning that said this is the most badass release of these forever. So um, that was definitely uh, good to hear. Well, it, so it I, comes I, back. Yeah, I think it comes back to VMware's focus back on the data center. I mean, I remember back in the days of vSphere four and five, and when we had fifty, when we had you know nine thousand people come for launch, we also you know were focused on a lot of other things, right? They were kind of outside the data center from uh, you know a lot of a lot of uh, social cast, slide rocket, you know various uh, you know different cloud services that we were purchasing at the time. But really, if you look at what we're announcing here and what we've worked on the last two years, this is a lot of technology focused on the data center, right? Even your, our desktop strategy is how to roll out desktop in the data center, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely, so here is the focus and the, the foundation of, of this launch. Right. So from a licensing perspective, anything change? Um, any news in, in what it's going to cost me to run this stuff? Actually, that's that's kind of the good news as well. There there are no price increases across um, you know vSphere, v, vSphere's operation management, or vCloud Suite. So um, that's probably uh, good news to to the customers. Um, from right. from, a, from I mean the, the the feature set has changed, of course, but then the pricing has not changed. Right. So no new no 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 new VRAM pricing. No new nothing. Right. I, I, we managed to keep it. Uh, nothing low cost. weird this time around. No, right. So nothing and weird then, this time around. And then and then we still we still have free SXI. Right. I mean the hypervisor. If I want to, I can go put it on machines and run it. Right. I can still probably manage a single hypervisor uh, with ESX. Um, you know, with vCenter, a uh, free vCenter somewhere, right? Not vCenter server, but I can still do all that, right? So if I want to go just move yep. vSphere 6, you know, run some VMs, I'm, st I'm still on board, right? Yeah, uh, the, the free hypervisor is still there. Right. Now, you guys did some, some integration with Workstation as well and Fusion where I can upload VMs into vSphere 6 now too, right? So that if I got VMs in Workstation, uh, I forget, Workstation 11, now allows me to upload my VMs into, my, into a vSphere and actually execute that. I don't know if that was a 6 feature, but I know that's there, right? Um, and I think that was part of coming out with 6 and Workstation 11 was this integration between, you know, your ESX cloud and even your desktop workstation VMs that are running. I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm not familiar with the feature, so I, I can't really speak about that. Um, it it may be there again. There's there's yeah. you know over, over I can, over I, I will, okay. 
I will tell you that that is there because uh, we, we, we talked about it in uh, a couple shows ago. So uh, nice to have that. Um, other things that uh, people, anybody have any questions uh, for Martin about features or interesting things that uh, they would like to see in the next version? Are you guys working on the next version of vSphere now? Does, that, does engineering keep going? Do we have multiple trains or single trains? How do we actually, when do we expect to see the next one? A, a year and a half, two years from now? Um, you know, we are constantly uh, looking at new features. I mean, there are, um, there, there, there's, there's already planning involved for the next release. Um, obviously, um, you know, we keep going at it. Um, so even during the development of vSphere 6, um, there are, you know, we, we, we always have a multi-year roadmap. So there are already talks um, about what will be in the next release of vSphere. Um, and I, I think we'll probably be continuing the beta program as well. So um, look for the next um, the, the next iteration of the beta program with uh, potentially early um, uh, with, with potentially an early access to to you know the vSphere next um, binaries. Okay. All right, great. One uh, question on the chat: um, VDS VDS water falling down below Enterprise Plus. I don't even know what that means, but I'm assuming somebody on the call can explain it to me, so we can we can ask you about that. Um, Looking for other things. LDVM movement into the cloud. Okay. Um, what is VDS waterfalling? Anybody want to clarify that? VDS waterfalling. VDS waterfalling. So virtual distributed switch, is, is that what they're referring to? Yes. Yes, that's it. Okay. So apparently, they asked you, about whether or not it will be in a lower edition of vSphere, like vSphere standard or vSphere enterprise. Is, uh, is that the question? That is the question. That is the question. Okay. Yeah. So, so in vSphere six, um, VDS remains in vSphere enterprise plus. Um, there, are, there are no plans currently to waterfall that feature down into standard or enterprise. Um, the only time that we would is if there's a use case that makes sense that that makes that that sort of um, that, that that makes sense to to waterfall that feature otherwise it, it's going to stay in enterprise plus for the time being all right all right good any other I'm just looking through the through the chat log see if there are any other questions uh, as we transition from Martin to some of our bloggers um, this is James uh, I, had a question, I had a follow-up question on that so okay. is that just because is it in the plus because of a more expensive pricing because it's a more complicated feature, or just something that the average person tends not to use. Like, how do you guys make those decisions? I mean, it's 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 a combination of all of the above. It's it's a combination of uh, what each of the additions are targeted towards. Um, obviously, that's that's all. Uh, so we consider that more of a premium feature as well. So uh, we so we historically have kept it in the enterprise plus, but the the highest skew that we had. Right. I did. I did have one other question follow up on on vSphere six. Um, I saw the launch video where Pat, I think, was showing the ability to duplicate VMs really, really quickly. Right, like make an array of VMs. Right. And like get array back in like uh, two seconds. Can you take a moment and you know t talk about that? Sure. Um, I believe the feature you're talking or referring to is instant clone. So in um, VM World Time Frame, we we announced that we have this project called Project Fargo. It's 
It's actually been renamed to um, Instant Clone Technology. So basically what this is is using um, – it's called copy-on-write technology to, uh, to clone virtual machines really, really quick. So in some tests, we've, we've been able to clone virtual machines like um, up to 64 virtual machines in a matter of six seconds. So basically we're, we're looking at less than half a second per virtual machine. Um, so extremely, extremely fast, and w uh, we basically so in, in VTR6 we're we're including this technology in in it, um, but but currently there are no um, applications that, that utilize this technology. Later on, we hope to use it for um, for big data, for virtual desktops, and and things like that. So basically, uh, use cases where you need to spin up. Um, uh, Virtual machines really, really quick, and we we see it being used in, or we 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 see potential for it being used in uh, big data with our big data extensions, and also uh, virtual desktops, um, maybe in Horizon uh, later on. Right. So, is this is this relying on the fact that storage dupes everything already, right? And uh, vSphere takes advantage of that, or ESX takes advantage of that? Uh, so or I did you think did you guys have so, yeah, so so I don't think this actually uses storage. It, it's actually uh, the, the the reason why it's, it's able to do it so fast is because it's doing the the cloning within memory itself. Nice. Okay, that makes sense. Right. So you got the you got the memory. They're just doing it all all in memory, clone it, and then they don't. I don't think they actually clone the bits until what 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 I saw in the in the launch video was they don't clone them until you actually go to use them. Right. So. They they mark them as needed to clone, make these VMs, and then they, they kind of they build that memory data as as you're actually refer, referencing that that section of the data, so that they they don't actually have to clone it all at once. They're not building 20 gig of cloned VMs. They're actually just marking that memory as possible clones, and then as you reference that data, they actually clone it during the reference. Right. right. So that's pretty that's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. Um, any other questions before we let Martin go back to the busy schedule that he's had? Thanks for being on the show again. Well, my um, pleasure. Yeah, and uh, did, it, did somebody else have a question before we let him go? All right. Well, Martin, thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, good luck to you. I hope that – are you going to be working on vSphere going forward? Or are you going to be – uh, marketing man managing the, the the future releases. Are we allowed to ask you that question? Yeah. Um, so I will still continue to be working on feature. I'm not sure if I'll be um, necessarily heading up the, the next launch, but um, I, I look to be uh, still kind of the the point person for the vSphere Enterprise SKUs, uh, vSphere Standard Enterprise and Enterprise Plus. Um, also, be looking to be working on. Uh, Kind of growing our big data market, um, working on big data extensions and uh, big data solutions. Okay, great. All right, moving on. Thanks a lot, Martin. Um, no moving on. Moving on. Flore, um, so Seth, uh, tell me your name again. You're a vSphere blogger. You have your own blog. Um, we got bloggers on the show. We got both uh, Edward uh, and Flore. Floren, Flore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, Eric? You're not the only one. Trust me, that's uh, <laughs> that's a hard one. But let's make it yeah. simple. Florent. Florent. Uh, yeah, that is that is simple. I'll I'll forget it in seven more minutes. Uh, so you have a blog, uh, Data Center Journey. Uh, it's uh, I'll just give you a shout out. Http colon slash slash Florent 
F-L-O-R-E-N-T-T-A-S-T-E-T dot WordPress.com. Um, great, great blog. Uh, how long have you been running your blog? Uh, since your late uh, 2010. Right. And, uh, I'm pr- uh, yeah, I'm primarily, uh, you know, I'm primarily uh, part of the V-Expert uh, community for, for a while. I was uh, part also the, v- the VMOG here in, uh, I'm located in Montreal, uh, Quebec, Canada. Okay. And uh, primarily, I am trying to keep up with everything that's happening, but uh, I post about uh, twice to three times a month, and uh, it's typically related to uh, data center uh, or hardware virtualization abstraction uh, subjects. Yeah, I can see that you you have uh, many many articles on the on the on the blog. I mean, I'm looking back to 2012. You've just been going. Uh, what motivates you to do this? Uh, knowledge sharing. Uh, my vision, and uh, this is what I see. This is what I feel uh, that's going on. And and more importantly, uh, I, I also do link those articles to uh, have another group on LinkedIn, which a lot of people are participating and sharing their thoughts. And then I'm integrating those thoughts back into that uh, that portal. So just plain and simple sharing uh, point of view and then getting people's feedback to personally and, and, and to the community to get better and a better, clearer understanding of where we're going, why we should be doing, and then the, and the feeds and speeds and nuts and bolts of what we should be aware of when we're faced in the field with uh, what's actually is, is challenging to our day-to-day, which is we need to integrate. And we don't have all the information in hand. We, it's impossible to know each and every aspect of architecture are there. But I think through a, a common mind sharing, we're able to uh, uh, verbalize that, that, that knowledge and, and enhance everyone's expertise and experience on it. Right. And I'm, I'm looking at, at you first, I, I got to say, no ads on your site, uh, right? So if you, if you go check out his blog, uh, there are, you don't have ads. So you really are just doing this for sharing based on what I can see. And then two, you have like nice blogs, multi-part blogs. I'm looking at the how to get ready for your vSphere cluster design, part one, part two, part three. So you do multi-part blogs. So how much time do you spend a week on this guy? And do you have a real job? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I do have a real job as well. Uh, I would say about maybe six to, uh, six to ten hours a week, primarily over the weekends. Hmm. So okay, one week, the first, yeah, the, the 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 week one of the month, typically the week one of the month, I gather what has been going on in the week, what is changing, what are the challenges that I faced, and I'm starting to write the high level skeleton of what I'm going to talk about. And the the next week, I'm writing the the article and I'm posting it. Fantastic. Um, let me publish the link out on the chat window. Um, so you're you're looking at vSphere six. You guys, do you have some articles that you're you're working on? Um, to, for the for the February the 28 days of February push, are you are you going to be rolling out any articles in uh, on vSphere 6 or the the components that we've launched as part of the whole the whole launch? Yes, I have uh, I have a, a series of blog and I was waiting for all the uh, the 650 features to come out officially. Uh, I'm a true believer of, of software defined data center and and everything related to hardware abstraction. I just love it and I I, I it's it's incredible. Uh, the, the advantages and then the, the benefit that they exist out there. So what I'm going to focus on the next two articles will be on software-defined data center itself and the integration between the internal data center and the public cloud uh, infrastructure. And also I'm going to have a deep dive on Vivo 
version v uh, version v sphere six coming up it should uh, either uh, saturday saturday morning it's uh, it's planned to be launched okay fantastic and so um as as we've said um if you have blogs out there um, that you're working on vSphere 6. Um, we're trying to get them as much press as we can and as much traffic as we can out. Uh, so on VMTN, uh, uh, it's, it's com slash VMTN, we actually list all the blogs and we try to give pointers to blogs. And we have it right now listed by alphabetical order, so we're putting all of them in. Many people have given us uh, some really good articles. Um, and you know we'll we'll list yours there as well and point people at it. And I think that there's like now a hundred plus blog articles that you know basically take you through a lot of different perspectives on on the on what's what's out there. Do, were you part of the vSphere six beta program? I was, yes, I was. Uh, so I had I had a, a privilege uh, privilege vision on some of the uh, vSAN enhancements. And uh, being fundamentally a storage person, I really like the, integra- the, the interaction between where workload needs to be, and, and I do believe in auto-placing the workload. So I was part of that, that focus uh, group looking at uh, storage and enhancement and when workload movement. Hmm. Right, right. Um, where, what's, can you tell us what your day job is? Uh, how do you get experience in this, spot, in this space? Um, I'm a uh, solution architect. Um, so primarily, I'm a. There is different role. There is a, sorry, different calls for that. But I'm I'm primarily a, a pre-sale research sales engineer. Uh, quick background: I've been I've been in the industry uh, uh, for what, 18 years now plus. Uh, I've been a solution architect, and 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 the beautiful part of being a solution architect is first you get to enter to to interact in a pre-sale mode with a lot of clients. So very quickly, you need to to gather very very, uh, uh, sorry, a very clear understanding of the customer data center first. And then second, a part of the solution architect, we have like different communities that are exchanging a lot of information. Uh, so uh, a lot of proof of concept, a lot of knowledge exchange, a lot of quick, focused, targeted understanding of customer data center. That's how I keep up with everything that's going on. All right. Well, good. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a big share fan myself. I, I started on... Uh, you know, back in the old days, running BBSs, right? And I just, I just love the idea of being able to just share everyone's, uh, you know, everyone's hard work and, and knowledge, right? And so I appreciate you doing it. Um, I, I, I hope you get a lot of traffic. I hope we can help drive traffic to all the bloggers. Uh, and I appreciate you being there. I know you're part of. Uh, uh, Planet V12, um, our roll-up, our stream on VMware.com. So we get a lot of traffic through there. We get a lot of blogs. I think we had somewhere in the neighborhood of you know 120,000 blogs in Q4, uh, blog, blog articles that rolled ro- 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 through there. So we're always trying to drive as much traffic as we can to you guys. Thanks for coming and talk about it, talking about it. Um, and definitely ping me and let me know when your blog articles go up, and we'll uh, make sure we link to them and get them as much traffic as we can. Thank you, Eric. Thank you very and, much. Uh, thank you for letting me uh, massacre your name a few times, uh, Florin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, if I'm ever up in Canada, I'll have to look you up. I've been, I've been You'll be more than welcome. We'll, 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 have a nice, uh, we'll have a nice lunch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, second blogger here. We have the, the last 10 minutes of the show. Um, uh, I have Edward. Uh, Edward, why don't you just say your last name? That way I don't massacre it. You're all Edward's always on the show. Um, 
he's not on the show as uh, a guest, but he's always there as a participant. Uh, your 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 handle is Texy Will, I believe. Um, yep. Edward, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. It's Haletki. Haletki, there you go. Um, so 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 you have a blog as well, right? You've been a blogger for a while, I take it. Actually, um, yeah, um, quite a while. And uh, let me um, just give you a shout out. The blog is. Why don't you just say it, uh, and then I'll spell it. www.asherarch.com slash articles. It used to be slash blog, but I had to make a slight change, which I'm going to fix this weekend. But, okay. All right. Asherarch, so it's A-S-T-R-O-A-R-C-H dot com. Correct. Okay. And articles. Good. Um, so you were part of the uh, Beta 6, I assume, as well? Yes, I was. Great. Um, and have you put some bar, uh, blog articles up? And what have you talked about? Well, the first one, I, I, I'm going to be putting up several after the GA bits are around because I want to write about, I write about upgrades. So I've been doing a vSphere upgrade saga since 2.1. So as, I might, as my environment changes, I manage a 100% virtual environment now. It wasn't, didn't start that way. But as the environment changes, as I change out hardware, as I change out software, as I put in new features and upgrade vSphere or even KVM, actually, I write about the caveats and the problems I faced when I was doing it so that everybody can know that, hey, you got to plan first. And even if you plan, you may have problems. So this is a way for them to say, hey, someone's done it. They had the same problem. This is how we fixed it. Right. So basically, the upgrades. Um, has there been any particular challenges for uh, from five to six? And you know, uh, are there things that we should know about uh, that, that you're going to cover in the articles? Yeah. Well, the first article I end up is basically planning your upgrade, and that that is the first thing you're going to have to do. And I mean, this is everybody, even the people that have gone on the that have been part of the beta. Because even if you're part of the beta just before, it, the release candidate code is a candidate. It's not necessarily the GA code. Something's going to change. It is to read the release notes. So we've been talking about all. I've been talking about all the different things you have to read before you actually do any upgrades. Just putting in v, the disk for vSphere and saying next, next, next. Yeah, it'll upgrade you, but it may not actually work. Not in a production environment. There's so many moving parts to a vSphere environment. I mean, I, I run vCloud Suite, and there's a lot more moving parts there. So I actually cover how you upgrade each individual component, the order which you have to do it. And that all starts with reading first and finding out what's changed and whether or not your production environment can even move. I mean, there's things like third-party requirements. If you have a third-party security tool, which someone brought up, I do security, and that's exactly what I do. If someone has a third-party security, which I actually have quite a few of, I have to wait for my upgrades until the security tools are available for vSphere 6. So, in a lot of them, right. so my right. upgrade of my production environment has just been, been, I did not do it because of that. Until those third-party tools are available for what I need and what my readers need and what I consult on needs, I try to lead the way for them. Um, have you have you followed the ecosystem very much? Are, are a lot of a lot of vendors you know at vSphere six now because it's been in beta long, or do you find that you know in your case you're you're still waiting? 
right? And are the vendors publishing when they think they're going to do their releases? Because yeah, I think that's an interesting point. You know, you, we all know that you can't actually you can't upgrade if you don't have everything running and certified on the new release, right? Well, it it may it, it's not necessarily certified on the new release. It depends on your compliance requirements. It depends on what you're what you're willing to live with. You may find that, for example, some of the vendors, and there are a few that are really tied into VMware and have been running the beta and working with their code and making sure it's ready. So when VMware goes GA, they'll probably be GA within a week, and their code will be available, and you can actually do your upgrades. If you're, some vendors don't aren't tied in that closely, they don't have that relationship, so they got to get it and then go from there. So you may be waiting a couple, a month or so before they're ready. And it really depends on the vendor and how well how long they've been in the ecosystem and where they are in working with VMware. Not every vendor works that closely. That's okay. what I've been finding out. So nice. The, right. the security companies tend to work really closely, the ones that I deal with. So that's actually good. And you may find that no, no changes are necessary. They basically, you, you talk to the vendor and say, look, we ran it in beta, it has no problems. It's not the official release for vFear 6, but it'll still work. That may be good enough for you to go continue doing what you need to do. So on on a uh, so you have attempted in your in non-production environments to upgrade uh, on a scale of one to ten. If I've if I've upgraded from four to five or five to five to five, um, would did five to six present more challenges? Was it an order of magnitude harder? Was it about the same? Can you give us a sense for those that haven't started this process yet what they're going to look forward to? Well, if you're running vCloud Suite, it'll be on the order of doing the last security update which is you have to update on every, every component, and you have to do it in the right order. And if you're not doing it in the right order, which I've actually documented, VMware's documented, I've documented, that things are going to go south fast. You've got to do everything exactly right. You've got to follow the dots and connect them all. If you're not going to do that, you're just going to jump around, you're going to run into problems. So you've got to be really meticulous. And that's, I think... If you're just doing vSphere and you have vCenter and vSphere, you do vCenter, then you do vSphere, then you do VMware tools, that's really well known. When you still vRealize on top of that or vCOps on top of that, if you have logins that you need to do, you need to do those in the right order before you actually do some of the other pieces. Right, right. you got to consider all that. So I think it's on the order of complexity of doing the last secure, major security update for 5.5. Okay. Right. It's time-consuming. There's going to be right. some gotchas with the GA code that, that I'm going to hit in my production environment over my test environment, but I, I haven't – I'm waiting for that to write about that. Right now I'm writing about how to prep for it. I'm even following my own advice, and I'm like right now looking at all my backup software and saying, is it running? Is it doing the right thing? Can I test it? Will it restore anything if I break? Because okay. I need that safety net, and everybody does. So right. a lot of prep is it's generally a lot of prep work. I think. Right. But if you do the prep work, the the the, the install goes really smoothly. The upgrades right. go really smoothly. If you don't do the prep work. So your blog article is kind of taking you through what you need to do, what you need to consider this first article you're doing, right? To to, to really get your head around that. Right. Yeah. It's, then get yourself prepped. 
So in the last three minutes um, that we have, uh, what's your next? What, what, what's what's next in the queue for you? Well, I think next in the queue will be when the new stuff comes out. I mean, there's actually a new update, 552D case just came out. I'll probably put that in first and then be ready to do the other ones. I also have some realized changes to make beforehand as well, just to get everything up to the last version before 6 comes out. No, I'm uh, ready to go. Right. On your blog, sorry, I should have been a little more specific too. Are you planning on doing any more articles on your blog? Um, Absolutely. So you, As I do these upgrades, I will write about Write them up. Okay, great. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've been writing about, I mean, like recently I got another one coming out. I just replaced my underlying hardware. And the reason why I did that is to support vSAN. So my whole underlying, my whole 100% virtual environment, its underlying hardware has had a change. To, nice. So that I can get better controllers in to support say, things like vSAN and play around with some of the newer products. And I did it without any downtime, which is really the cool part. Right. And your blog and also uh, has some links to some podcasts, has links to the community, um, has a lot of a lot of nice articles on it, right? So, um, how many years have you been, you know, put, putting into your blog? I probably Just, started somewhere around two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Nice. Basically, ever since I and I was a. I was one of the first V experts and still am, so six years right. now. Good good content. Well, um, thanks a lot for doing that. Thanks for, again, it's A-S-T-R-O-A-R-C-H uh, dot com. Right? You can go check out a very nice site, very clean, not a lot of ads, not in your face, uh, very s subtle, just like yourself, uh, Edward. Uh, always a nice guest, always great questions, right? So, uh, thanks for thanks for taking the time and you know sharing all your knowledge because this this is this is this is really solid and uh, good stuff. Um, any other? That's really what it's about. It's about sharing knowledge. I mean, that's the reason why I do it because I want to share my problems and solutions so that people don't hit on themselves. Absolutely. And what we're trying to do up at VMware now is actually just make sure that we have really solid links in. in in areas that make sense to be able to find what you're good at. So if your blog is talking about you know, upgrade um, and best practices and architecture around that, uh, what we want to do is get at VMware.com the ability to link down into, you know, by subject matter, uh, these, great, these great writings. So, uh, that's, so that's what we're trying to do up on our side to kind of drive, drive traffic to the right places to help people find stuff that's really good. So. Thanks for doing it. Um, any uh, any last points or questions before we uh, wrap up? We're right at the top of the hour. Anybody have anything to they want to say before we um, call it a day? Edward, thanks for being on the show as always. Um, uh, really, really appreciate you being part of it. Um, thanks for everybody listening. Had a lot of people on the show today. Uh, we will get this up on iTunes. Uh, next week we're going to be here uh, with a couple of the guys from the vSAN team to talk about uh, the, the new stuff that's in storage. Um, that's about it. Hope everyone has a great day. James, thanks for being here. Uh, we'll no, happy, see you happy all. Here. Yeah, great. Talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Have a great day. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for being here.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.